and welcome to Two Peas in the Pod. We're currently living in a time where there's seemingly a lot of negativity on the news and social media, so we're here to show you that that's not the case. We'll find great things happening around the world and to celebrate positive news, rather than making it a token piece at the end of a news bulletin. We'll be talking to each other, as well as guests, and see how they're celebrating positivity. This won't be preachy and it won't be political. Our plan is to be positive and hopefully have a good laugh along the way. His name's Kez. And his name's Ben. And welcome back. We are back. It is episode 37 of Two Peas in the Pod. Hey! <laughs> How are you, dude? You good? Uh, yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, mate. All good. All good. Excited to be back. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. There's, there's, there is a bloke on his roof in the house next to me who's just looked through the window at me shouting at the top of my voice. So. <laughs> Love it. Shout out to you, my man. Shout out to you. Um, <laughs> yeah, happy new year, dude. Yeah, man, you too, you too. Uh, so, I mean, first and foremost, mate, how was your, your break, your little december break? Yeah, it was good. It was good. Uh, it, it was quite relaxed in the end. Nice. Um, I say in the end. I'm, I'm sort of getting to the end of having quite a lot of time off work and just sort sure. of like, oh, I need to be busy again now. But yeah, yeah I've enjoyed it. Um, nice. uh, yeah, I'm really kind of... Yeah, you know, for a time when all of our plans got thrown out of the window. Well, yeah, of course, because it, it started off that, you know, we were in tier three and everything was all looking fine. And then we got pushed into tier four yeah. during the break, of course, you know, and there was the, yeah. a, a new number was added. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, for a time where we had to make some drastic changes and yeah, you know, it didn't quite go to the, you know, go to plan in the way we thought it would. Um, it has been really enjoyable. So, nice. Yeah, here's to the new year. How about you? How was your um, festive period? Was it festive? Well, it was, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, in exactly that way, Tier 4 happened, and so the, all the plans of, like, you know, going to see uh, families in your socially supported bubbles was obviously now no longer a thing, so we ended up... Yeah. Um, it was the first um, Christmas that I spent um, away from mum and dad, which is actually quite a weird one. Yeah, man. So, but yeah, but obviously with the, the magic of Zoom, we were able to do a little bit of a Zoom chat in the morning and stuff and opening yeah, presents nice. and all that sort of thing, so that was cool. And of course, the big thing that happened with me over the course of the Christmas period was... Uh, I got tested positive for coronavirus. You got infected, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got I got the big That's... got the big P, <laughs> the positive, <laughs> <laughs> the wrong kind of positive. You are, you are a big P. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean that that was a bit of a weird one, and you know that was the most I had. I think was just a bit of a dry, tickly cough, and it was, was it? the only thing I could attest it to was like being at a gig for a couple of hours. Yeah. So so whoever you know, like a rock gig or something, singing at the top of my lungs for two hours, and then having a sore like croaky throat for two like for a couple of days and that was it that was all i had so it wasn't anything like i didn't lose my sense of taste or smell i didn't have any fever it wasn't like just completely fluey and just completely wiped out yeah no major nothing and that was that was that for 10 days before now i had self-isolate and i was self-isolating from i think it was the weekend before christmas and then obviously the up to the week after christmas so uh, even if we hadn't gone into tier four i wouldn't have been able to go out anyway yeah but yeah, so I'm quite blessed and quite lucky that, you know, being someone who suffers with asthma and stuff, that actually I was fine. Yeah, man. But it was really eye-opening to be like, oh, I am one of these asymptomatic people. Or yeah. or maybe I didn't receive that much of the virus, so I, I was enough that I tested positive, but, you know, not enough to get any major symptoms, which is also good. But, you know, um, yeah, but I'm completely fine. I'm completely fit and healthy. I'm back to normal, back to the real world, which is great for someone who lives in essentially a studio flat 
So <laughs> yeah, man. when you've got yeah. two rooms to go in and that's it, it was nice to kind of go somewhere else. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. But yeah, that no, was good. It was all good. Nice. I'm glad to hear. I'm glad to hear that you're okay and yeah, man, did yeah. not suffer from any of the symptoms. I'm yeah, glad. yeah. Totally that. Yeah. Totally that. Yeah. And the other thing as well that I've been thinking about, and now I don't know if you obviously recall, uh, or if you're doing the same thing, so that, or this weekend marks the year anniversary of me being vegan when i started veganuary <laughs> hey so, happy yeah. anniversary mate yeah yeah so um yeah i sort of just came and arrived and i was like wow i've been a vegan for a year this is pretty mental now obviously you did this uh at the start of last year are you doing it this year or uh no i'm not in in a word nice. <laughs> <laughs> um i i don't i don't know why mainly because um may, this is one of the things i learned over the year yeah is that while I enjoyed exploring, you know, being vegan and, yeah. you know, I enjoyed trying all the different kinds of foods and something that I haven't really enjoyed before. Yeah. I found that my body doesn't respond to carbohydrates in the way that I thought it should. Okay. Uh, so where the vegan diet is much more high in carbohydrates than a normal diet, mm. or any, like many other diets, uh, I get quite I'm susceptible to eating a lot of carbohydrates. So mm. basically, it I, it makes me bloated and it makes me gassy. Basically, sure. To yeah. Put it in a very uh, just fart all the time. Uh, <laughs> and it's just sometimes it's uncomfortable. So um, I mean, I think I did it for six weeks last year. Nice. Around just after Christmas Day. Yeah. Through to the first week of end of the first week of February. Yeah. I mean. I enjoyed it, like I said, but yeah, it, it wasn't for me. But you took on the mantle and really sort of carried on, uh, yeah, carried it on, you know, yeah, carried the torch. What is it for you that you know made you want to carry it on? Is there was there, did you realise there was a a real kind of turning point where you're like, yeah, Actually, this is yeah, totally. I think the in a weird way, I found completely the opposite of what you did, and I'd like, I guess, having quite maybe quite a lot of dairy or something, or. Or I don't know what it is, but like there's something about it that made me feel kind of like really like energized and ready to go, and not kind of a bit ugh and sluggish. Yeah, and I always thought like there was a bit in the back of my mind going like maybe there is something that affects me with like dairy and stuff, and I'm always having like milk in my cereal or cheese on my pizza or whatever, you know. And to explore the vegan diet meant I was sort of like feeling more energized and stuff, and you know, you can be vegan and be really bad with it. Do you know what I mean? You can have like, yeah. oh, I'm going to have like a pint of Coca-Cola and I'm going to have a vegan pizza and I'm going to have chips. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that is in theory vegan. But what I try to do is make it like more whole foods based. Mm-hmm. So be like, do you know what? I'm going to make myself a chickpea, aubergine and oyster mushroom curry. And of course you have to sort of make that from scratch, which is great because I know exactly what's going in there. Being like, right, chopped tomatoes and yeah. t- the tin of coconut milk and what, you know. So, it sort of um, then made me, I suppose, explore more into the um, my sort of cooking skill set, which I never really had or had the confidence for. So that's obviously massively improved um, yeah. over the course of this year. And I, I know I now really enjoy that. And um, yeah, I, I think there's, for me, like massive health benefits for being being sort of vegan and stuff. And over the course of the year, there was a point where I, we were at a place when things were opening up a bit in the summer and um, there was no vegan options wherever we were out. And I was like, oh, I'll just have this like thing with cheese on it. And I think it was like nachos or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I had like cheese for the first time in ages. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm I'm happy with that. Like I haven't eaten meat in a year. But yeah, yeah so I had this cheese and I was like, and it just made me feel really sluggish. I was like, okay, this kind of confirms that then. I'm going to sort of keep this going for as long as I can, really. So yeah, so yeah mate. And yeah. 
I think it'd be a good time as well to tell the listener that uh, mm. this topic isn't without you know merit, shall we say, because mm. um, uh, later on this month we will be chatting to um, one of the guys who started the Veganuary movement. Is that right? Then? Yeah, yeah. So we've got the, so, uh, someone from the Veganuary team having a bit of a chat with us uh, later on in the month. So we're going to be chatting to them and you know sort of seeing you know how things have been and uh, the sort of I suppose the surge in popularity of. Um, vegan and whole food eating and stuff. So yeah, it's going to be quite an interesting chat and yeah, but informative without sort of it being kind of vegan preachy, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you, yeah, vegans get a bit of a bad rap in that sort of sense. Of, uh, but I think it'll be yeah, it'll be quite an interesting chat and uh, and veganuary is actually a charity as well, which uh, yes. not many people know. So it's obviously you know um, so many positive benefits going going there as well. So that's going to be a really cool yeah. chat. So, um, so yeah, Case, why don't you um, fill us in with what we're going to be doing this week? So, I mean, this week, it's kind of just a catch-up, isn't it? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, what are we going to do? Um, We're going to go through uh, some of the good news stories. It'll be a bit of a, what should I say, round-up. Round-up recap. Uh, News round recap. I can't say news round, that's probably trademark. (laughs) Um, A recap of some of our favourite good news stories from uh, the last year. Some of the stories from last year, it was a year covered in doom and gloom, but out of it, there was some amazing, it's just absolutely amazing good news stories. Um, yeah. So many, so that, well, so many that we just sort of couldn't cover them all. So we'll pick out some of the ones that we missed. Yeah. Uh, some of the ones that we just didn't have time for. Um, and, and also, yeah, some of our favorite ones that we did cover. And um, we will just sort of cover and, uh, you know, just re- remind ourselves of, yeah. you know, the, the goodness that came out of last year. And also we'll chuck in some recommendations as well, because yeah, it's a new year. Maybe we want a, a new challenge, something new to try. Yeah. But we'll, we'll chuck in some recommendations because that'll be uh, a good way to kick off the new year, I think. Yeah, definitely. All right. So I yeah. think uh, without further ado, let's do it. Let's do it. Nice. <laughs> It's time for good news. So, Kez, uh, why don't you start us off, mate, with some uh, good news? Okay, so I am taking us back to round about November. Cool. Not that long ago, to be honest. Um, <laughs> it should be relatively fresh in your mind because climate leaders won in the US elections. So, charity Friends of the Earth uh, said that Joe Biden's victory in the US presidential election in November uh, offers a glimmer of hope for addressing the climate crisis. Campaigning on the strongest climate change platform in presidential history, President-elect Biden now has a mandate to take a bold action on climate change. This is from uh, Friends of the Earth's Eric Peeker. Biden's win means that the US, the world's second biggest CO2 emitter, is now set to rejoin the Paris Agreement, which they famously left after Donald Trump. Mm did his thing which he does <laughs> anyway uh u.s climate leaders who were re-elected include alexandria ocasio-cortez who is the youngest woman ever elected to u.s congress oh yes yeah and uh, she's a legend there's uh, so much stuff about her and all the good things that she does she's really a really progressive um congresswoman um, was she the one that was streaming um the the computer game among us and also like having a chat with people that she was playing with about bits and bobs is that her I think she did that, didn't she? Yeah, it is her. Yeah, yeah no, that's right. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know any politicians that are sort of playing Among Us or, you know, COD or <laughs> something like that. So, good yeah. um, and, and also, uh, Senator Ed Markey, uh, together, they introduced uh, the 2019 resolution on a Green New Deal. 
Uh, cool. We've actually needed like never before. Many eyes will be watching to see what happens in the States this year. So, and I think uh, it's good, you know, just it really proves that people do care. Yeah. You know, in that, yeah, they care enough to make political decisions based on, or, yeah. you know, like to vote based on what people's climate change stances. So, mm. you know, people are starting to, I say people are starting to care. People have always cared, but yeah, more so now, which is good and positive. Nice. Very cool. Nice. Go on, throw, me, throw one at me, Ben. What you got? So, uh, let's have a go with... I'm going to sort of like bring things back to, again, more recent times. So, a couple of little things. So, firstly and foremost, now, I would obviously normally be doing the sound for the pantomime over at the Marlowe Theatre in Canterbury. You would be, yeah. Now, um, obviously, when things hit into Tier 4, there was it was obviously... a that was the sort of the nail in the coffin a little bit. Um, yeah. They were hoping that with tier three, that they'd made all the uh, necessary adjustments to ensure that they could do a socially distanced show and make it safe, COVID compliant and make it all really, really wicked. Yeah. Um, tier four was obviously just a bit of a, uh, we can't do it, you know? So yeah. what they did is they actually filmed one of the rehearsals with a very small audience with like theater staff, some of the crew, all that sort of thing. And yeah, so what they did is they filmed it and as a result of which they've released it to be viewed for free over the Christmas period. Uh, unfortunately, at the time of this release date, it would have ran its course, unfortunately. You would have missed it. But it was just amazing. It was just so brilliant to sort of see see that stage and see those guys on stage as well that you know I know so well. And just, yeah, it, it was just such a sort of breath of fresh air to be like, it wasn't a case of like they go, oh, cool, you know, here's our streamed sort of recorded thing. You know, here's the link to it. We're asking £10 for it. It's like, no, have it doesn't matter you know yeah and i thought that was really really brilliant what an amazing sort of like time of giving and a time of like where that's most people only time in the theater is they go to watch the panto you know to be able to still access that regardless of how much money you do or don't have i think that that was a really amazing amazing piece of good news i suppose and so yeah, yeah so kudos to um evolution productions and the marlow theater for doing that and stepping up in a really big way so that was uh, an amazing piece of good uh, dis- recent December news. And of course, a big shout out to Lad Baby, the social yeah, media star, for um, getting his third Christmas number one. Is it third, third successive Christmas successive number one? Successive Christmas number one. Yeah. And the only people who have done that is the Beatles and the Spice Girls. So I think that's bonkers that these songs about sausage rolls are up there with the Beatles and the Spice Girls, two of the sort of the biggest yeah. uh, like British behemoths in the music industry. Yeah. But yeah, but I mean, what an amazing effort. You know, the, 100% of their profits go to the Trestle Trust, sort of help helping food banks and um, helping feeding families on the line of poverty. So, yeah, an amazing, amazing piece of good news there. Well done to them. I think, you know, and then they did they did their version with Ronan Keating and stuff and the ballad version. I was like, you know, when you got Ronan Keating singing about sausage rolls in a really meaningful way, it was like, <laughs> it's quite funny. But, you know, for them, that was the biggest opening week of a single that this year or uh, in 2020. Uh, it was the fastest selling single in three years. Three consecutive Christmas number ones and 100% of the profits of the song goes to the Trestle Trust. So that's amazing. Know, so good, good work on them. So, yeah, yeah. excellent work. And I've got actually a bit of good news off the back of that. Mm. Um, is it the the following week or the two weeks later? Wham's single "Last Christmas" yeah reached number one for the first time. I didn't realise it didn't get to number one. Yeah, neither did I. Wow. I think it was at one of those sort of famous second places. Ah, yeah, cool. The, um, but yeah, that uh, "Last Christmas" finally right in nearly what was it forty years? Yeah, or however, whenever it got released, was it nineteen eighty? It were mid eighties, I think. Yeah, it's weird. So. Uh, it was released, so I've Googled it, right? Yeah. Uh, and it says here on Google, and I know it's not, um, the Google is not 
necessarily. <laughs> it says on Google, on the front page of Google, when you type in Wham! Last Christmas, yeah. released 1986. Yeah. However, if I scroll down a bit and I get to the BBC art- BBC News article, which is where I got this from, yeah. I just saw it on BBC News. Yeah. Uh, so I click on that, and it says released in 1984. Ooh. So that's already up in the air. Um, <laughs> as as you as you put it, mid mid eighties. Um, so, <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, it's it's topped UK single charts for the first time. Finally, thirty six years after it was first released. That's really so, cool. Um, it was streamed nine point two million times over the last week. I've got a theory about that as well. Oh, go on. So, have you been playing or heard of the game Whamageddon? Uh, yeah, I have heard of it. I heard of this a while back. Yeah. So essentially, it's the, you have to uh, you, from the beginning of December to Christmas. Yeah, you've got to try not to hear "Last Christmas" by Wham. And the moment right, okay. you, you could be like walking in Tesco's or something and hear it, and as soon as you hear it, that's it, you're done. You know, it'd be like, well, oh, I lost on the 13th of December or whatever. Oh, now, okay. So you know it's a bit mean. like the game then. Like a bit like the game. Oh, I lose. Um, and then, <laughs> I also lose. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, so yeah, so essentially, the you're trying not to hit, not trying not to hear it, but you know, if you hear it out in the wild, then oh, that's it, I lose. So probably yeah. what's happened is that over the course of the Christmas period, people haven't been listening to it because they're playing Whamageddon, and now they've reached Christmas Day, that's when obviously the Lab Baby thing happened, because yeah. Christmas Day 1 was announced on Christmas Day. The week following that, everyone's like, ah, oh, got to play it, I missed it, duh, 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 duh. and then they've just gone for it. So that's my theory on that. I, yeah, I mean, it is, it is a, strong, a strong theory. I, ca- I can't provide an alternative, so we'll have to go with the that is yeah, yeah. the truth. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's it. You heard it here first, guys. I said it confidently, therefore it's true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Cool. Yeah, nice. Um, okay, from me, I've got another one. I believe this is one we actually covered. Um, okay, 37, 37 episodes in, and I'm not 100% sure of what we have and haven't covered. However, I'm sure <laughs> we, we touched on this briefly. <laughs> we definitely do need a spreadsheet. Um, <laughs> uh, but I'm sure we touched on this at some point. In 2020, or 2020, um, or 2020, as I've started calling it, um, <laughs> uh, there were a host of animal baby booms. Uh, so nice. Kenya reported in August that its elephant population has more than doubled from 16,000 in 1989 to 34,000 today. Nice. Uh, the number of elephants being killed by poachers is also significantly down on previous years. Um, just seven were reported in 2020 compared to 34 in 2019. Nice. Uh, and 80 in 2018 uh, uh, the number of lions living in kenya has increased by 25 percent too from 2000 in 2010 uh, to 2489 in 2020 so nice yeah that's i mean that's epic that's really cool and that leads into uh, a bit of conservation conversation here it goes conservation conversation thank you very much um welcome so a bit of collation of conservation-based good news go for it so while india is on lockdown or was on lockdown yeah hundreds of thousands of undisturbed sea turtles came ashore for the first time in years to lay 60 million eggs holy moly so that is obviously you know a good follow-on from where you had there extremely rare blue bees not seen in four years thought to be extinct is rediscovered by a researcher in florida so welcome back the blue bee Nice. Um, so that's quite cool. Um, yeah. Against all odds, several koalas injured in the Australian bushfires have recovered and are being released from hospital back into the wild. So that's amazing. Cool. So that's I a, love that. That was a year ago, if you can believe. Yeah, it's something I actually wanted to mention. It's we watched, um, as did you, uh, I'm aware, um, the death of 2020. Yes. Uh, sort of pr- produced by the sort of Black Mirror team, the team behind yes. Black Mirror, and uh, which is a very humorous, dry, sort of dark take on. Yeah. 
the events of 2020. And one of the first things they address on that is the bushfires in Australia. Now, yeah. with everything that happened since then, it's very easy to forget that that was in the same year. And yeah. Yeah, and I think that it has been overshadowed somewhat by the pandemic, yeah, yeah, um, exactly. which, I mean, it's obviously a global problem, but the catastrophe that was, you know, the bushfires in, in New South Wales, mainly in Australia mm, yeah. as a country, I think, yeah, we shouldn't, we shouldn't forget about those. Mm, totally. But that's amazing yeah. good news that has followed on from that epic devastation. Yeah, it is really... You know. Yeah, I love that. It's really good to hear. So that's really cool. Yeah, man. So, Taliqua the orca, famous for grieving her dead calf for 17 days in 2018, has given birth to a healthy and precocious new calf. Welcome, hey. to the orca. Welcome. So that is amazing good news there. China has granted pangolins the world's most trafficked animal protected status. Their scales no longer can be used in traditional Chinese medicine. That's very oh, cool. That's good. That is good, yeah. This is something that we did cover. Cow nufklin, uh, or cow hugging, is a new trend to boost mental health in the Netherlands. Cuddling <laughs> cows can reduce stress and induce joys, and in the cows too. So we uh, covered that over the course this year. I remember that yeah. story well. New research shows that bees absolutely love cannabis plants, and it can be helped to restore their dwindling populations. It doesn't say how it can help, but that's um, yeah something to explore further. But that's quite cool. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I, I think I think with um, the relaxation, should I say in uh, CBD laws. products, yeah, well, well, yeah, with CBD products being, you know, the, at least the research into it being allowed more, and then obviously allowing yeah. the production of CBD and stuff. I think that is something that will be yeah easier to explore. And I never thought I'd see like CBD products in something like Holland and Barrett, something so you know, quote normal. You know what I mean? Like it's a, a normal shop to sort of see that sort of ten years ago. You know, there are definite benefits to it, and uh, very uh, widely researched now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they can provide all sorts of benefits. So, and it's nice that it's able to help the bee population as well. It's very cool. Yes, um, something that we're all concerned about as well. I yeah. think um, to a degree because we all know if there were no bees, we'd all be dead. Yeah, yeah. So, so whatever we can do to help that population out is really positive. Very cool. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and yeah, the final one from Conversation News was something that you uh, touched on, which is elephant baby boom in Kenya. Kenya's elephant numbers more than double between 1989 and today, thanks to increased anti-poaching efforts. Yes, they yeah, are. Uh, <laughs> we didn't talk about that, did you? I completely, uh, <laughs> com- completely jumped all over your fact there. But yeah. no, no, don't, that is no, no, combined amazing. fact. That's good. Combined two peas. Combined. Two bit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, to make one giant pea. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> one big pea in one big pod. <laughs> Have you got any more good news for us, mate? Um, I've got one here um, that I just saw as I was scrolling through my articles. Uh, UK smokers quit in their highest numbers in a decade, which is amazing. That is really cool. Um, So more than one million people have given up smoking since the COVID-19 pandemic hit. Um, And this is um, from a survey by Action on Smoking and Health um, released in July. So just under half of people who had ditched the habit in the previous four months said that uh, the pandemic had played a role in the decision to stop. A range Mm. of factors were suggested, including health concerns, access to tobacco while isolating or no longer smoking socially. Uh, Separately, University College of London found more people quit smoking in the year to June 2020 than in any year since its survey began in 2007. So, I mean, it's awesome. I think it's definitely like you say, it's the, I'm sure the factors of like, I'm not going to the pub and I'm socially doing this outside with my mates and you're just stuck at home. Twin with the fact that obviously, you know, it, it being like a um, respiratory disease uh, of coronavirus going, if I'm smoking and that could be bad, I should probably stop. Um, yeah. You know, that's that's a really amazing effort, I suppose, by, by yeah. all those people who are quitting. It's not easy. So, well done then. It's not. Yeah, fair play. 
And uh, so one final bit for me is uh, a bit of a... We had conservation roundup. This is a roundup of people, which is like the, the best of human kindness in people. Um, ah, yes. So a man dressed up as Batman has been delivering hundreds of meals to the homeless people in Chile's capital. Nice. Very cool. Um, yeah. Jose Alberto Gutierrez, a garbage man from Colombia, has been collecting books that were thrown away for 20 years. Now he's opened a free community library filled with 25,000 books. Amazing. So that's really wicked. Yeah, that's really cool. We covered this over the course of uh, last year. In Ireland, there's a Dublin boys club that encourages men to share their real feelings, to explore healthy masculinity and offers a safe place to be vulnerable. Um, yeah, I can't remember when we covered that exactly. But yeah, we uh, we definitely covered that, which is really wicked. Yeah. NASA will rename its headquarters after its first black female engineer, Mary W. Jackson, who broke racial and gender barriers to help US astronauts into space. Now, I'm just going to quickly have a look if that was one of the characters or say characters one of the people depicted in the Hidden Figures film that was released 2016 don't know if you ever saw that one no it did not yes yes it was oh there you go played by Janelle Monet, and it was basically yeah so three female African American mathematicians served a vital role in all the I suppose the NASA research into um, getting people into into space in the early sort of point of the space race I suppose and what was really cool it, you know it's got like people like Kevin Costner in it and yeah Octavia Spencer like the the list is really really wicked and but it's yeah. all sort of talking about like their struggles being like where do you keep going for 50 minutes a day it's like I'm going to the bathroom and then so they get rid of the white only bathroom and stuff and you know yeah. just to kind of it's an amazing amazing film really really wicked so yeah it's definitely have to go on the list yeah nice one mm. so a well recommended film there okay here we go. Iceland authorities are encouraging citizens to hug trees for five minutes a day to help them during isolations. Research shows it could help make people feel better. Nice. And finally, UK doctor ran 22 miles wearing face masks to show it doesn't cut oxygen levels. It helped stop it misinformation and help funds for charity as well. I remember us covering that over the course of last year as well. I think, I believe, actually, it was in our episode with Dr. Ranch. I it, think was it was indeed. Dr. Ranch that uh, brought that good news to us. So. So yeah, so there we are. Yeah. So a good little roundup of 2020 as well as some recent bits of good news as well. Yeah. So yeah, nice little trip down uh, memory lane and um, yeah, bring on 2021 with many, many more positive good news bits to follow. Oh, it's, I think it's going to be double. Yeah. At least double the amount of positivity. Absolutely that. And uh, yeah, hopefully the new vaccines, double, double vaccines, will do do us uh, as a population some some good. That's yes. the, yeah, the positive thing going forward. That's the main. That's the. I think that's the main. One of the main takeaways from that is. That yeah. It will be. You know. It will take a bit of time, but we've got a vaccine, yeah. and we should all get it by the end of this. Fingers year, crossed. So. Yeah. Indeed. Say hello to normality, guys. Oh god. I can't, yeah. Wave at it because it's just there, just a little <laughs> bit away. We can wave at it. It's, you know, can't quite get there yet. Yeah, yeah. Nearly, nearly there. I'm just so excited so, by the third prospect of just being able to go, like, meet up with someone and go like, hey, man, how's it going? And give them a hug and it'd be completely normal and not, oh, just so simple. It's like so simple things, but yeah, can't wait. Well, it's a conversation I had with a friend of ours on our video chat, New Year's Eve, that it's when I'm watching television, even from something that was recorded before COVID, I'm sure I've said this before on the podcast. Yeah, it still seems weird to see people touching. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I'm completely the same. So, or if I'm watching highlights from some of my favourite sporting events over the years, yeah, yeah, yeah. which for some reason is something I do quite a lot. Um, <laughs> I, you know, and you see the crowds in the stadium, and you just think, no, wait, oh no, wait, this is from you. Have, you yeah, have to yeah. check it. Yeah, you have to sort of think about it. Totally and, that. Yeah, crazy, but yeah. yes. Not long, not long now. Not long. No, can't wait. Can't wait. Nice. Nice. Sweet.
So yeah, I think let's move on to some recommendations. Cue the recommendations tune. Have you listened to every single song on Spotify? Have you also completed Netflix? Or have you exhausted Audible's back catalogue? Well, fret not. We are here to help you with our recommendations. I suppose, yeah, Kez, what is your recommendations then for the start of the year? Start of the year recommendations... Delete social media apps off your phone. <laughs> That's my one recommendation. Um, I I realised this. I actually only realised this last night. So as we speak to you, mm. it is the 3rd of January today. I realised that I spend a ridiculous amount of time mindlessly scrolling through social media. Sure. And so delete the apps off your phone. Yeah. It's then a bit of a pain in the bum to... Download the yeah. Every time you want to check it, download the apps uh, and check it. So I think I think a lot of anxiety that I suffer could be a derivative of spending so much time on social media. So I will. De- I'm deleting the apps off my phone. Right. Cool. And which does mean that. Uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, Ben. Update. You will have to do all the social media posts. Fine. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> for the next month, but yeah. For, so for January. So for January, you're going. You're having a social media detox. Social media detox, just coming off for a while, um, and yeah, just yeah, just seeing what happens and seeing if it does make me feel a bit better. Yeah, Uh, I I find myself unable. I had a conversation with Liz, my other lovely other half, lovely half, your other lovely other half, (laughs) my other half who is lovely. I mean, it's an understatement. She's literally the best person in the world. But um, uh, (laughs) the even when I struggle. Being like in a moment, like I struggle being yeah. present. If we're watching television, I just sort of sat there. Yeah. And I'll sort of be like, oh, I'll just check my phone. Oh, I just scroll. Sure. Even though we're, we're like watching a film, it's like, oh, I'll just scroll. And then it's like, well, no, I'm in this exact moment right now. Yeah. Why do I have to check my phone? So that's my, my, my plan. Sure. And listener, you are welcome to join me in this. Mm. social media uh, detox but yeah it's just going to delete just delete the apps so i won't delete nice. my profiles i'm just going to delete the apps yeah nice see what happens that's yeah. a good idea good work yeah, yeah nice yeah Very cool um uh, what about you what, what's your recommendation so in a similar way i initially thought like oh was there anything like to the, uh i don't know like netflix series or or films that i've watched recently that are good to watch i think you know what i'm going to try and do is um is going to be trying to do things a bit in a more of an analog way so by that i mean if I want to listen to music, put on some vinyl rather than, you know, um, okay. access yeah, yeah. to Spotify. And then rather than sort of, I don't know, like picking up my phone, like you say, to kind of go, I'm actually going to pick up a book. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I like, oh, well, myself that way. Well, we, I think uh, we should start book club as well. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. This is something we we discovered in, uh, in our group of friends mm. uh, that we, was it uh, three or four of us, four of us? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all received the same, or five, in fact, I believe it was yeah. me, you, James, Sam, and George. Yeah, all received the same book for Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so we're going to all read it. Yeah, and I think we should record a book club episode of the podcast. That'd be cool. I think. Yeah, let's give some. When should we do that? I think like give people what. I mean, admittedly, I haven't actually started the book yet, but so, um... <laughs> I'm still I'm, I'm finishing off the book that I'm currently reading to get into that. So. Um, so, just for the listener as well, um, to clue you in, this book is Ready Player Two, which is no way it's equal to Ready Player One. Yes, indeed. I've had no hint as to what the book is about. No, 
I've not even read the back cover. I don't no, know me neither. No, no, um, no. <laughs> no, I have not. And I don't intend to. I'm just no. going to take, take the sleeve off and read yeah. the book. Um, yeah, yeah. So I might start that this afternoon, actually. Nice. And I, I also actually received the Richard Osman book. Oh, cool. Uh, oh, yeah. The Thursday Murder Club is called. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I've seen that on Audible, yeah. Yeah, and it was a massive bestseller. Like, absolutely. It was like cool. one of the biggest bestsellers of all time, apparently. Wow. So I'm actually really looking forward to reading that as well. But That'd be cool. And uh, I got uh, I received John Cooper Clark's autobiography as well. So oh, cool. uh, a very nice. literary-based Christmas presents nice. this year. Yeah, I got um, uh, Stephen King's The Stand uh, book oh, yeah. as well, which nice. is going to be a really amazing read. It's quite like it's. I've never read a Stephen King book, so that's going to be really no. cool. Yeah, but not necessarily realizing that it's fourteen hundred pages long, so it's quite long. Oh, def- yeah, it definitely <laughs> yeah. falls into the Stephen King kind of. Uh, yeah, yeah, lengthiness, page number, ballpark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're thin pages as well. Like, oh, there's so many words. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the print size eight or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah tiny print. Yeah, yeah. Fourteen hundred pages. Yeah. I didn't know this many words existed. Yeah, yeah. book comes with free monocle. Uh, and then yeah. Thin- <laughs> But yeah, so no, so Ready Player Two is going to be really good. I mean, yeah, I know to go back to that to to bring it back into that. So I Ready Player One was is was one of my favourite books of all time. I'd say. Yeah, I I always say really caught me by surprise. I I always say that it's my favourite book. Same same. Um, and uh, yeah, like I've read it four or five times. Listened to the audiobook twice. You know, like love it, absolutely love it. Read by Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Uh, as is Ready Player Two is read by Quill Wheaton. Oh nice! So yeah, and uh, Ernest Klein is the uh, is the author. He did another book called Armada. Yeah, which uh, I don't think was as good, but still still good, but not as great. Yeah. I feel a good seven, eight, or ten. Yeah, I haven't read it, but I uh, I've got it. But yeah. I read it, but um. I think it was one of those books that was sort of yeah, people were excited for it after the success of Ready Player One. Yeah. But yeah, maybe not as well received i i don't know yeah i think it's almost like it's one of those things of i think some people are just known for like a certain series of 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 books i'm trying to give a good example like um tolkien for example is obviously known for lord of the rings and stuff but maybe he has other books that he did you wouldn't necessarily know yeah uh off the top of your head in the same vein i think that ernest client's gonna be known for the ready player insert number here (laughs) universe um whereas yeah i think you know with armada it's still it's definitely worth a read but i think if you do anything with your life you have to read that and and if you've seen the film but not read the book the, the film does a really good job of trying to sort of like squeeze in all that information into one place in an, an hour and a half two hours but yeah. obviously made some quite big changes there was obviously licensing and things that had to be done as well so yeah i had to remind myself when i watched the ready player one film i had to remind myself of being completely objective like i had to completely reset like almost like i've never read the book before you know what i mean yeah and because uh, i watched it in a room full of people where only me and one other person had read the book interesting and the other person had only read the book because the film was being released right right and i had read the book uh, pretty much as soon as it came out so yeah 10 years before this yeah, yeah. and before the film came out and yeah i i found it hard to watch objectively because there yeah. are so many differences but if you try and think of it as a standalone film, it is yep. actually really quite entertaining. Yeah, yeah. So my dad watched the film, thought it was brilliant, but he's never read the book. Yeah. I'm like, you need to read the book then. Like, and yeah. absolutely sort of like see what you make of that. But very interesting. So cool. So yeah, so you're going to go with yeah. social media detox and sort of be in a similar vein. Like, yeah. You're going to go more analog. Is That's what you said, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so, yeah. So here we go. What if 
you need to, what are you going to do when you need to make a phone call? Do you have like one of those old, are you going to go to a phone box? <laughs> go to a phone box and then, uh, yeah, or find some, go to someone's nan's house who've got the kitchen phone with the 10 foot cable. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> or what you, if, if you need to make dinner, are you going to light a fire? I mean, we're not going to go that. I mean, I'm sure like gas and electricity sort of covers in the non-digital realm of <laughs> yeah. of stuff. Are you going to live in a tent in the woods? Okay. That's basically well, no. <laughs> not in January, no. Uh, <laughs> also, I think we should do that in the summer. Yeah, totally. just, I, Let's have a week's holiday mm. where... We go and camp in the woods, living. Oh, maybe we can. I don't know that we could catch our own food, and you wouldn't eat it anyway. No. But, <laughs> <laughs> you can catch the chickpeas then. I, and I'll, eat, I'll eat the rabbits. Nice. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I think we should do that. Yeah, yeah. Some anyway, so yeah, some sort of survivalist. Yeah, we're getting into the challenges of the new year. But yeah, this is yeah challenges. Also, we've got to do our, our bike ride. That's happening this year. Yes, indeed. Yeah, that's yeah, going to be good so, fun. Yeah, he's going to be good fun. Training for that will con- commence. Yeah, we'll forthwith. begin. <laughs> begin soon. <laughs> yeah. Nice, man. Cool. So, Kez, it's great to be back. It is. It's good to be back. And this, this year, um, we've done a great bit of work in getting some more guests. Yeah, man. So recording should, for those should commence in the, in the coming weeks. Yeah. So keep your eyes peeled for social media because... Run by me. Uh, run by Ben. <laughs> I have nothing to do with this for this week. Nonsense, <laughs> for this um, but we will announce um, on social media our guests upcoming this year. So keep your eyes peeled. And with that in mind, Ben, can you remember... Mm. Can you remember where what the, what the social media details are? Of course. Why don't you tell the listener? Why don't we say indeed? So you can get in touch with us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash 2ppod and Twitter and Instagram at 2ppodcast. You can also visit the website, which is www.2ppodcast.com and you can email us, which is hello at 2ppodcast.com. So get in touch with us. Let us know what you've been up to in December. Have you missed us? The answer is yes. And um, yeah, and we'll... uh... And um, is there anything you want us to feature this year? Is there anything else you want us to, to do? Have you got a challenge idea for us? Uh, do let us know. Yeah, we'd, please do. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening, guys. It's good to be back. Peas and love. We've been two peas in the pod. He's been Kez. And he has been Ben P with a big old lovely P. Ah, thanks, Aww. mate. And we'll be back <laughs> next week. See you, bye. Bye.